April 19, 1986. Wrestling history at the Superdome in New Orleans. Fans from all over the world came to see 24 of the greatest tag teams in the world. Five of the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup and $1 million. Plus for the World Heavyweight title, the of Ric Flair and a match for the UWA North American Heavyweight title. Let's go to the action. Place to be wrestling network fans, welcome to episode 41 of NWA Crock and Roll, um, part 5 of April 1986 and we will look through the second round of the Crockett Cup 1986. Um, I am not Sean Kidd as you might have uh, already gathered from that, I am your host for these next couple of episodes, Callum McDougall. Um, Sean is uh, currently out, he is roaming the world once again just looking at um, potential Crockett Cup uh, host cities. He is actually this side of the pond, he is in London uh, this week looking at the Wembley Stadium uh, bid I believe. Um, so hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, we're getting the WWE back. Uh, fingers crossed, we get the Crockett Cup fairly soon. But Sean will, Sean will be uh, reporting on that one. Uh, but you do still have um, the, the the three of the the four horsemen with you um, with with you for this one. Um, first off, Doctor G is returning from a, an absence in the last episode. Uh, Doctor G, welcome back. Um, I'm glad to be back. Thank you. Thank you guys for covering me. I listened to the show. It sounded great. As always, uh, looking forward to uh, breaking things down tonight. And wow, I tell you, I can't believe we're at episode 41. When you said that, I was like, wow, we've done that many episodes already. It's it's crazy how fast time has gone. Um, I feel like, we, you know, we lost that one year in 2020. So it's everything to me just seems like a blur. But uh, happy to be back. And uh, thanks for uh, filling in for Sean. I know you'll uh, do a great job. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like episode uh, episode one doesn't seem that doesn't seem that long ago. We've, we've only we've only managed to uh, thanks to um, sort of worldwide pandemics and uh, the, the the great um, peacock transition of twenty twenty one. We've we've only we've only actually gone through a year of Crockett, which is quite scary. The amount of content we've we've had in be, in between, but yeah, uh, April of nineteen eighty six has has been. Uh, has been excellent. Um, there have been a few bumps in the road. If uh, you remember back to episode 40, um, one of the bumps in the road was so great that the next horseman actually broke his microphone from ranting too much. That would be uh, Mr. Scott Shifflett. Scott, um, have you calmed down since episode 40? Yes, I have calmed down. I am now relaxed and everything. I'm glad to talk about, uh, hopefully we're coming to the end of... Um, of, of this month in Crockett because it feels like we've been here for the past four months. It's because we have, but it's just been an amazing time to talk about Crockett and uh, we're going to let the good times roll tonight and I'll be on my best behavior. We, 
we are coming to the end of April, but your best behaviour is not is not necessary. If you feel like if you feel that we're going to get another another uh, shift shouts, then um, we, that that that's that's all fine and good with me. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. I have <laughs> approval now. <laughs> this is this is my show tonight, and if you want if you want to shout at the top of your lungs, then that's absolutely fine. Sean cannot do anything about it. Um, so a couple of bits of administration before we before we dive headfirst into the matches. Uh, we've got the champions roll call. Um, coming into this one, your champions are uh, Ric Flair is still your world's heavyweight champion. Magnum T is still uh, US champion. Midnight Express are still your world tag team champions. The Russians are still the world six man tag team champions. Uh, your mid Atlantic heavyweight champion is Black Bart. Uh, Tully Blanchard is the national heavyweight champion. The junior heavyweight champion is Denny Brown, and of course, Aaron Anderson is the world television champion. Um, we also have uh, the, the the first match of round two, um, or one of the first matches of round two we can cover off straight away. Um, Dino Bravo uh, contracted appendicitis uh, before the show, so um, as much as we got Dino Bravo uh, and Rick Martel in one of the Crockett Cup spotlights, they never actually made it to the, to the Superdome. Uh, so uh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams and um, Terry Taylor get a forfeit victory over um, Dino Bravo and Rick Martel uh, and they will face the winners of the Russian team and uh, Manny Fernandez and Jimmy Valiant. So um, I know, I, I, I can I think I can speak for, for a lot of us that were very disappointed not to be getting Dino Bravo. Um, gents, are you, are you get anything to add about about missing the, the, the greatness that is, uh, that is Dino Bravo? I am bummed that we're not going to get Martel to see if he can get a reprieve, but um, you know they all can't be winners, sadly. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I'm, I think anybody's going to get too upset about missing Daniel Bravo. I know he's not alive anymore, so I don't want to talk that about the dead. But I, I don't think he's going <laughs> to his match would have brought anything more to this uh, card. So. No, I I think it's I think it's maybe addition by subtraction when, when it comes to when it comes to that one. Um, so we'll dive head first into the into the first um proper match of round two, um, which brings us the Road Warriors uh, versus Wahoo McDaniel and uh, Mark Youngblood. The Road Warriors came out to a very strange song. I was expecting I was expecting the uh, an absolute. Um, I was ex- I was expecting to get the adrenaline going when, with with Iron Man coming, but it seems like it's a a strange um, rap song that the Road Warriors do themselves. Um, very strange. Uh, we're looking forward to see if either of you guys have got any um, I've got any opinions on that. Um, match starts with Animal and Mark trading off uh, before they both tag out, and um, of course we get some chops with Wahoo. There's a bit of a chop off between Hawk and Wahoo McDaniel. Um, there is a ridiculous test of strength um, that Wahoo uh, get, gets muscled out of, but then fights out. Um, Animal comes in, but is shock horror, chopped down by Wahoo. Um, Youngblood then t- uh, tags in and gets a drop kick on Hawk, but misses a clothesline, allowing Hawk to climb the second rope and hit him with the flying clothesline for a very easy three count. Um, as Wahoo sh- uh, just runs in and just stands um, and lets his partner get pinned. Um, that was a very, very strange, strange ending. Um, I don't know if there was a bit of a bit of mistiming um, there. Um, 
so it was fine. It was a match that happened. Not not terrible. Um, probably just worth probably just worth a star uh, and no more. Um, yeah, it was it it was fine. Um, uh, I'll go to uh, Scott first. What, what what do you think of this one, Scott? Yeah, um, you know I echo a lot of a lot of what you said, uh, Callum. But it's like Wahoo McDaniel's controller died when he ran into the ring and was just looking at the pin happen. Um, that's the best way I can describe it. Like I know you're a gamer as well. It's like his mm-hmm. controller died in the middle of the play, and it was just like, oh, I'm stuck here. Um, I will say there was a, that chop fest between Hawk and Wahoo was pretty nice, and Hawk did have a nice clothesline from the top rope. Um, you, one thing we will we did see in this uh, in this uh, Crockett Memorial Cup is it felt like a bunch of Survivor Series finishes where like it was like you know not like their finishing move getting hit. It was like schoolboys or like a cl- like we see here a clothesline from the middle rope. So. You know, I went a star and a quarter on this. You know, it was wasn't too bad. And the Warriors matches are best when they keep them short, and this was relatively short. Yeah, I I think from 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 bell to bell, it was it was no more than five six minutes. I don't think it was. I don't think Perfect. it was. Yeah, I think that's all you need, especially when you've got the road Warriors, as you say, and Wahoo, eh, because. One of the one of the, the the small positives that I can take from from Wahoo recently is that he's not as bad if the match is kept nice and short, short and sweet as as the Wahoo appearances and and that's that's how you get the best of him. Um, Doctor G, what did you what did you think about well, this the, know, about this first match? I agree with you guys. You know, you have really um, three of the four in there that you need to keep keep the match short and that's the road warriors and wahoo and it that was perfect i i went a star and a half i mean it wasn't horrendous but it wasn't you know anything to really write home about um i thought it was uh i love the uh the chop fest that that i love that kind of stuff anyway so i uh, agree with you scott on that one i didn't i the thing is i i agree with you on the wahoo thing it seemed like there was some kind of miscommunication there i don't know if he was not supposed to be there if they went home early I'm not really sure. It just seemed very, very strange. Um, and I agree with you. I, a lot of the finishes in these matches, and because it's a tournament, and again, you get some guys that are working, although these guys are pretty much all in the same uh, company, but you get in like, you know, intercompany matches. So you're kind of trying to be fair where you don't let anybody look too bad, uh, you know, uh, if they lose. So, yeah, you're not going to see the the regular moves, you know, the finishing moves that you like to see. Um, but like I said, it wasn't really anything offensive, but it just, yeah, it's just, it was just there, you know? And again, um, you know, maybe, maybe if you had a little bit, some announcing in there, if we had some, maybe it might've uh, helped a little bit, but other than that, I think it's just, it is what it was. So a uh, star and a half. I think we're all around the same, same amount. Yeah. I think, um, I, I think we're we're all roughly in the same ballpark. It wasn't wasn't anything spectacular, but yeah, wouldn't wouldn't necessarily expect anything um, spectacular from from what we've got uh, for the guys that are in the ring. And um, if they obviously one of them would need to would need to work again at least once. Um, so understandable, um, understandable from that that point of view. Uh, so moving on to the to the, uh, to the next match, uh, we have uh, Jimmy Valiant and Manny Fernandez against the Russian team of Ivan and Nikita Koloff. Um, 
Before the match, we get uh, Pez Watley and Paul Jones out to cut a, to cut a promo in the ring uh, on Jimmy Valiant um, and his lack of hair um, after, obviously, um, after Pez, uh, oh, sorry, uh, Shaska Watley um, took a t- took a lock of it um, a few weeks back. Um, Watley says that uh, Valiant is a yellow dog coward and a white Uncle Tom. Um he don't he don't like ugly women and calls a woman ugly, um and uh, challenges Valiant to come and get his hair. Um he just uh, keeps going, um just keeps going to to to, to Valiant. Um seeing he'll be laughing from the whooping he will put on his ass in a very typical as it as it's coming as we're coming to find a very typical Crockett um double entendre uh, line there. Um strange that they had this at this point. I would say not. And not having um, it before the match in the previous round that, that we covered um, last episode, where uh, Paul Jones and uh, Watley were actually at ringside, um, but I guess they obviously need um, they need a, a breaking a breaking the action um, at some point. Uh, Jimmy comes out for his match with Bull, and the ref sends Jones and Watley to the back. Um, then the Russians finally finally make their way out. Um, the Russians make their way out with Eddie Gilbert, um, and it's all part of a, a, a mid south angle involving um, Gilbert and the Russians attacking uh, Bill Watts. Um, so um, the match itself, uh, Eddie Gilbert uh, starts uh, talking away, thanking thanking the Russians for letting him come to ringside um, as he's leaning on a young Bruce Pritchard who's doing the ring announcing. Yep. Very baby face Bruce Pritchard in that one. Uh, so the match itself starts with a with a test of strength between Bull and Nikita, um, as Jimmy claps uh, up and down like a madman on the apron. Um, of course, Nikita Koloff wins the test of strength as you would uh, as you would expect. Um, Bull cleverly escapes it by uh, by backing up into the corner, climbing the rope, and then leapfrogging the uh, leapfrogging um, Koloff, um, which was which was very well done. Um, Ivan uh, Ivan tags in as Manny Fernandez tags out to, to Valiant who does the um who, who who comes in like a house of fire. Um all he really does though is uh, is a thumb to uh, who gives uh, uh, Ivan a thumb to the throat and then tags back out um for Bill to come in then miss a drop kick um and we get a uh, bear hug city bitch after that for a while. Um Ivan then goes up to the top. Uh, uh, Manny Fernandez manages to throw him off and tag in Valiant, who comes in like a house on fire again. Um, it all breaks down. Uh, the referee pushes Manny into the corner, um, where uh, Ivan. Uh, so he's, he's distracted as Ivan throws Jimmy into the ropes um, for Nikita then to nail him with an absolutely disgusting sickle from the apron, um, which I couldn't tell if it was with or without chain. Um, sort of. Uh, Valiant uh, ducks a clothesline from from Ivan coming into the rope, only to to go right into Nikita's right arm, which was uh, a very very well done finish. Um, the finish aside, there wasn't much else to the match. It was slightly better than the first one, um, but again, not not anything to write home about. Given that again, one of them have one of them's got to to, to work again. I'm finding uh, a common complaint from me as we go forward is that the matches all seem to be that the guys are working within themselves because obviously there'll, there'll be up another match or two for, for some of them. But um yeah, it was it was fine. Um it wasn't anything better so I've uh, 
to say, better than the first one, so a star and a half for, for this one. Um, so, Dr G, what are your thoughts on, first of all, the the all the, the, the pre-match shenanigans and then the match itself? You know, the pre-match shenanigans, I, I, you know, it's coming back to me, that feud with uh, Shaska Watley. It amazes me is that he's actually pretty good on the stick and he's actually a pretty good heel. I was surprised he never really got a longer run than that. I mean, I don't know what the behind the scenes are. You know, he has some issues behind the scenes. I have no idea, but um, I I like it. I mean, I just I love the way they go at each other. It actually made us interested a little bit and not necessarily Jimmy Valiant himself, but at least any storyline he's in because he's with the Shaska Watley. Um, you know storyline so um so i thought it was that was kind of cool to to still still intertwine some of the storylines in the tournament i think that's there's nothing wrong with that it kind of gives the fans who are watching you know you know whether it be uwf or uh world championship wrestling gives them you know a little taste of it's not just match 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 you know there's a there's a little bit of storyline involved um, but the match itself, like you said, nothing, nothing crazy. I gave, I gave that one a star and a half as well. Nothing, um, you know, a, a typical Russians match. I mean, you know, uh, again with Nikita, you got to keep the matches short. Um, yeah. So I, I star and a half. No, that's that, that's fine. We're 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 aligned on we're aligned on that one. Um, yeah, completely agree with, with with everything that you've uh, you've said there. Um, now, Chef, I know that you have been a, a massive fan of um, the, the the whole uh, Pez Watley, uh, Shaska Watley heel turn. Um, so I, I take it you must have been all in on the on, on the pre match. But what are uh, give, give us your thoughts about the whole the whole package on this one? Okay, okay. well I'm gonna shock you with this one, Callum. Um, Kind of over uh, Pez or Shaska carrying the hair around, the piece oh. of hair. I know it's only been like a week or two, but it, it feels like I've just been watching it for the past four months, so I'm like over <laughs> it. Like, the, um, but it's like I feel like this is pretty gross. Um, and like Pez is just like re- repeating himself. Like it's like literally the same promo that we've heard before, except for we didn't have. Um, Paul Jones to tell him to wrap it up real quick. And then like, I didn't understand why Eddie Gilbert showed up. So I'm, I'm glad that you explained that. Cause I was like, is he just trying to get heat with the mid South crowd? Um, this match was not good. I, I actually had it worse than the previous match. Um, I guess I was expecting more, but it bulled. I gave it a star. Like I was okay with Nikita just hitting the sickle, but I don't know if I felt it was too long, but I, I, I did not like this match one bit. I, I, I don't disagree. I mean, like like I said, it wasn't like, you know, we've seen some really bad matches when, when doing this stuff. So, I mean, it definitely uh, wasn't great, obviously. If we're getting a star or a star and a half around there, it's obviously not a great match. Um, but I think with, with the Russians, I mean, um, you know, obviously, you, know, you want to see those great Nikita, you know, Nikita um, clotheslines, but... Um, other than that, you're right. There wasn't really much to it. Maybe it was a little too long. Uh, going back to what you're saying about Shaska Watley, I, I mean, yes, he does, I, I guess, kind of repeat himself. I guess probably in this aspect because you may get be getting a little bit of a new crowd watching it that wasn't watching, you know, World Championship Wrestling because you got some of the UWF fans. But um, 
my point with him was I just he actually could talk, you know, like you we never knew that when we were watching him as just a you know pretty much a jobber every week. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, he obviously is very good in the ring, so it's just he had to put it all together. Maybe maybe a long range uh, opportunity for him might not have worked. Maybe he just needed to do it in that little bit of a you know just for that one storyline. Who knows? Because he didn't really do much after that, I don't think. Uh, once he got over the Jimmy Valiant, if, if I remember correctly, from years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd heard like, like I think he ends up going to WWF and is like a job guy. Um, yeah, I think you're maybe right. Maybe at the end of this year, or or within like the next two, at the very least. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, maybe uh, he had the sh- uh, shelf life with the the character. You know, maybe he just. Maybe it was maybe the fact that he didn't have much more than what we're we're seeing. Maybe we just thought it was so cool because we're so bored of Jimmy Valiant that we thought that added a little spice to his um, storyline. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes on and you know the next uh, you know over the next month or so you know that we cover. Yeah, definitely because it did go off to it did go off to the to, to the hot start. It made us all um, it made us all interested in something that Jimmy Valiant was doing. Um, but it's things like that. Yeah, to 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 you guys' point, what what is there else to do once he's moved on from from this with, with Jimmy Valen? But we'll see, and uh, we'll see about that in in the coming weeks and months. Um, so uh, I, I'm guessing we're all really on the same in the same page there that the match wasn't much to write home about. The finish was nice, um, but but nothing but nothing more than that. Uh, so the next match that we have is the New Zealand Sheep Herders against the Rock and Roll Express. Um, so the Sheep Herders came out with uh, Jack Victory as uh, as normal. Um, they salute their flag, um, much to the annoyance of the Rock and Roll Express, who then pull out uh, the stars and stripes and um, salute the salute the flag themselves. Um, Starts with all four men at various points just beating beating on each other. Um, Ricky throws Luke into the corner um, to take a kick from Robert. Uh, Rock and Roll take turns uh, tagging in and out, um, and Morton drop kicks both the sheep herders out of the ring. Morton uh, gets a two uh, with a crossbody to Luke, who uh, tags in Butch um, immediately after. Uh, immediately after kicking out, uh, but Ricky then gets a two on Butch himself uh, with a with a sunset flip. Um, both men tag out. Uh, Gibson then misses a corner charge on Luke, um, who hits the post, uh, and the sheep herders then just take over and work on uh, Gibson's arm. Um, outside uh, the ring, Butch throws Robert um, Robert Gibson's arm into the post, um, and Luke hits a diving headbutt from the second rope for two. Uh, once he comes back into the ring. Um, Robert leapfrogs over Butch uh, and hits a drop kick um, to then make the tag. Uh, Morton comes in, works over both um, with the classic double, uh, including a double um, head knocker. Um, all four men come out of the ring. It breaks down a bit. Um, there is a double drop kick um, and the uh, the rock and rolls go for the pin. Uh, but Jack Victory is in the um, is uh, behind the rest back is able to hit um, Morton. Um, or is attempting to hit Morton, excuse me. Uh, Ricky intercepts him, uh, grabs the flag, but hits him, uh, and the bell rings. Um, hits uh, hits him with a flag, the bell rings. The Rock and Roll Express lose by disqualification. Um, 
a bit of a bit of uh, more referee bullshit here. Um, <laughs> technically, uh, Ricky Morton didn't hit a, a, an active participant in the match. Um, he hit. Uh, he hit the the sheep herder second. Uh, the crowd is not happy, um, and uh, I, 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 I'm I'm nonplussed about it to be honest. I'm really coming around on the sheep herders um, from this the, the last few episodes that we've seen, um, but very very surprised that the Rock and Roll Express didn't uh, didn't progress. Um, the match was very good. Um, I feel up until. Up until the finish, which again, um, yeah, just 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 some just some classic NWA referee BS for me. So uh, two and three quarters on this one. Um, a better finish would have probably taken it to the three uh, or or over the three mark, but uh, that's where we land on that one. Um, so I believe it's back to Scott for this one. Yeah, I agree, Calum. This was a hot match. I was equally shocked that Rock and Roll Express got eliminated so early. But like you said, like I'm becoming quickly a Sheep Herders fan, and there's a tag team that I've become a bigger fan of that we'll be talking about actually next. Um, I just love um, the tag team work that Robert and Ricky does. Like The hot tags are just amazing. Ricky comes in as a house of fire halfway through the match. He hits a double drop kick. Uh, Jack Victory, I'm glad we had already seen a couple Sheep Herders matches where Jack Victory had gotten um, involved. So I'm glad that we got um, you know his comeuppance with this. But it just sucks that um, it was the flag, like like the rep had to disqualify them. But like the bullshit chance from the from the uh, fans, which I agree with because I wanted rock and roll to go further. But also this sets up a nice little. Uh, we know for sure because with so many tag teams here, we know for sure that the main heel tag team is the uh, sheep herders. But uh, yeah, I went two and three quarters. I, I would love to see more of, of these four going at it. No, completely agree. If we can, if we can get um, more of this uh, on uh, with a uh, more of this with a better finish. Um, just, just keep, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Um, Dr. G, what are your thoughts on this one? So guys, I would have went three stars if it wasn't for the finish. So I, 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 same as you guys, I went two and three quarter stars. I think um, the one thing about the sheep herders, and I'm noticing, is that they can adapt to whatever team that they're fighting. If you want to have a brawling team, they'll brawl with you. If you want to uh, have a little bit of brawling with some scientific, he'll, they'll do, they'll, they'll be able to do that too. I mean, they're really uh, much better than, you know, obviously for younger fans, you got know them as the WWE version of, you know, Bushwhackers, you know, the silly, goofy, but they could actually go in the ring. And um, I've actually enjoyed, I really enjoyed this match. I mean, you you look at it on paper and you're like, wow, this is two contrasting styles, but I think the Sheepherders did a pretty good job. The one thing I just wanted to know from you guys, you notice um, the crowd, like, like you don't, you know, you're not getting the right roll press pop you're not getting the road warriors pop i think it's do you think it's just because there's so many matches in a day and that the crowds worn out or because you've seen them already or i don't know it's just I, the crowd's not I, as hot as I thought it would be i definitely agree with that they seem very tired it definitely seemed like one of those mania crowds when they're an hour seven not good because we are only in the second round and i know this was a like they had um a show in the afternoon and a show at night, but this crowd is dead. I don't know if it's because also it's in um, 
the Superdome, and they were expecting 70,000 people. As Flair and Dusty both said, they don't do jobs in front of 70,000 people, and only like 2,000 to 3,000 showed up. So I don't know if like all the sound is going upwards, so we really can't hear anything because we can only we can hear some of the people in the front row yelling stuff. But like you said, uh, Doctor G, like it's yeah. relatively quiet. It's like a it's like a morgue. To yeah, be completely I, honest. I mean, I mean there were some matches we. The crowd was a little bit hot. It was just, I think, uh, I, I'm not a big tournament guy, so I, I kind of get it. Because after a while, I just think, you know, you, the, the, the luster wears off. Like, you know, okay, maybe the first time you see that team, it's it's exciting. But then, I don't know, you just uh, you just get worn down from it. But but in regards to this match, I mean, uh, the two and three-quarter stars, I think we're right in match. I think we all probably would have all given three stars. Um if the ending wasn't just so, but again, with these tournaments, that's what you're going to get sometimes. Cause again, I, I, the sheep herders weren't in the, uh, um, you know, Crockett area. So, you know, that no, nobody looks bad and, and, um, you know, both teams could go home happy. Nobody's lost any luster there, but the crowd, the crowd suffers for it. And you know, the, the crowd is not happy, especially with the rock and roll express. Cause people, the, the, you know, that's where they made, the, that's where they, uh, started uh you know their ascension was at in um mid-south so um but i i, I definitely enjoy watching the sheep herders i'm not gonna lie no that from from somebody who before i um, had really limited experience of the sheep herders being themselves um almost exclusively my, my experience have almost exclusively been the bushwhackers um, and one match that we really watched, and the only one I can really remember is one match we watched in one of the port trips to Puerto Rico we had, which wasn't great. Um, so yeah, the the this, this last last couple of episodes with the Sheep Herders has been has been a an, a pleasing eye opener. Um, but I I I think you've I've I, again I, I don't know that I don't think I've mentioned any of the last matches, but I thought the crowd has been absolutely dead. For especially uh, the first match, you could hear a pin drop in the first match, and I was thinking, is it because of the camera? Is it they've not make the they've not make the crowd up or the ring up because they're not they weren't intending on um, televising it? Uh, but I think I think Scott, I think you might have hit the nail on the head with it. It's just they've got so few people in such a big arena. It's just the the, the noise is getting lost. But when you hear how how um, pissed the crowd were. For this one, that's that. That's how you know the uh, they were getting animated for this one. That's how that's how annoyed they were. You could hear it when you haven't when you haven't heard anything for for the most part of the night. So we've we've finally got a, a bit of progress to, towards a good match. Um, likely going to likely going to keep up the momentum. The next match is uh, the Fantastics versus um, the World Television Champion Arn Anderson and the National Heavyweight Champion Tully Blanchard representing Jim Crockett Promotions and the Four Horsemen. Um, first note uh, on this one from myself is just is just four simple words. Here we fucking go. I am really looking forward to this one before you, you are You are you are correct, Callum. You are correct. Yeah. Real looking forward to, to this one. I had high hopes, and I listened to I listened to our last episode um, on the on the way home from work in preparation for this one, and I um, I criticised myself for having for getting with uh, too much um, hope 
for, for one of the matches and it not delivering. Um, I can tell you straight away before we go into this one, this one, this one didn't, didn't disappoint me in the same way. Um, so we start off the match with uh, Tommy and Tully um, arguing outside as the Fantastics make their way around to greet their adoring fans. Um, they, they, they get in the ring and they beat, really just beat the crap out of each other to start with uh, Tommy coming out on top. Um, he gets an atomic drop, but Tully then uh, goes for a quick go behind and gets one of his own. Um, but uh, Tommy gets the better of him as he flips over and hits a drop kick to send Blanchard to the outside. Um, he uh, Tully gets back in and tags in Arn, um, who Tommy then promptly tells him to kiss his ass. Um, uh, an arm shoulder block sends uh, Rogers down. Uh, we get some punches and then Tommy gets a hip toss and two drop kicks out the corner, um, which sends Arn to the outside as the Fantastic celebrate uh, as they are completely on top at this point. Um, uh, there's a tag to, to Fulton. Um, Arn locks up um, and from the outside, Tully then pulls uh, Fulton's tights um, and drags him out of the corner. Uh, we get a tag to Tully, who comes in and immediately starts throwing uh, forearms and throws um, Fulton into Arn's knee. Um, the uh, Arn and Tully just start uh, tagging in, in and out here, um, just keeping the fresh man in the ring. Um, Tully goes uh, for another atomic drop. Bobby gets him, is then is then set about by uh, JJ on the outside. Um, he was tagging and out, working over Fulton, uh, as I say, um, who's tossed outside again and is worked over by Arn as the ref is busy pushing um, Fulton back into his corner. Um, Arn hits a nice spine buster um, to Fulton for two um, and they get more heel heat by working um, over uh, over Bobby Fulton. Uh, he gets thrown out to ringside, does Bobby, for a third time. Um, Tommy's then had enough. He comes over and all four are brawling on the outside. Um, Tommy ends up getting back to his corner um, but Tully stops uh, Bobby Fulton from making the tag um, Arna's in, misses a knee to the corner and Fulton then does get the hot tag Rogers comes in um, like a house on fire on both the horsemen um, hitting them with backdrops um, but on the uh, on the third attempt Arn um, then takes him down with a nice god buster um, Bobby stops the three count from happening it's all, uh, again, it's just all breaking down. Uh, Tully runs in, uh, but the referee uh, pushes him back over to the corner. Um, Arn is going for, uh, attempts a body slam, um, but Fulton, uh, Bobby Fulton comes in, drops kick Tommy Rogers on top um, for the one, two and the three count. Um, the crowd goes insane as JJ Dillon goes nuts in the outside as the Fantastics have beaten and knocked out Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard from the Crockett Cup. Um, massive upset. I didn't see this one coming. It was a banger as I thought, but in the last two, um, the last two matches, you've seen two of the favourites eliminated. Um, one uh, downside to that is we didn't get the Rock and Roll Express and the Fantastics uh, at any point in the tournament, but that match was wonderful to watch. Um, this one uh, does go over the the, the the three star mark. We go three and a quarter for this one, but. Uh, my goodness, this is what this is what we were looking forward to on this one. Um, so, Doctor G, uh, you're up first for um, hopefully gushing comments on this one. Well, you know, if, if it's Arn, then I'm giving some great comments. Yep, I went three uh, three and a quarter on this. I enjoyed the match. I, you know, one thing I noticed 
the Fantastics, and obviously I think the Fantastics were in Mid South at this time. They actually had had a uh, louder pop. I mean, again, I don't know how the whole show was because we're not watching it all together. Then the Rock and Roll Express, the crowd was really into them. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. Wow. Yeah, they they definitely they definitely loved them. Like it was it was awesome. I mean, they were kind of like you know you would thought that they were the champs the way they you know the, the crowd was for them, but. Um, one thing I, I brought, I, what I love about when I watch a Tully and Arn match is how they cut the ring in half. You know, like they just, they take control. I just love, I love the way they work together. Um, it's just a fine tuned machine. I, obviously the Fantastics work very well together as well. Um, I just think a great mixture of styles here. I think um, it's one of those things I would love to actually see another match with the two teams again. Um which I'm not going to say that a lot in the, in this uh, <laughs> over the next few, <laughs> but I definitely would love this one. So yeah, you got to go three and a quarter on this. I mean, you could you could even go three and a half, you know, like splitting hairs here. But I really really enjoyed it. I was uh, def- definitely the best match of what we've seen so far up until this point. Oh uh, okay, by 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 far um, on that one, um, Scott. What are your thoughts on it? Oh my God, I I love this match. We had seen the Fantastics before, and I was, you know, I was like uh, a fan, but this match made me a fan. Arn and Tully, you know, we already know how great they are as tag team wrestlers, but Fantastics brought it right back to them. They were both on the same level. I was loving, um, you know, how they're they were just beating. They beat the hell out of Bobby all all over the ring. They cut him. And um, then they did a great job of cutting off the ring on, on Bobby Fulton. Like, they wouldn't let him in. They, um, they weren't allowing the hot tag, which I thought was great. Like, you know, they were um, – and then Tully was trying to – like, holding the tights on repeated pins. And then they – like, you know, Tommy Rogers has the most beautiful drop kick I think I've ever seen in wrestling. I know I said that a couple episodes ago. It still holds true. Um, and, like, they get the, finally get the hot tag to Rogers. He's going crazy. Arn hits my favorite move, the Gord Buster, which I pray someone brings back. I know I say that every episode, but, God, it's such an awesome move. Um, and then, like, I was shocked that the Fantastics won. I really thought I was coming in here. I was going to see Arn and Tully win. They'll coast to the finals just because this is, you know, the Crockett Cup, so with NWA. But, no, we see the Fantastics win. I went three and a half stars. I loved this match. And it's not even the best match that the Fantastics have uh, this this weekend. High high praise high praise there from from Mister Shifflin no. there. Um, I'm just looking over um, on this one. Um, four and a four and a quarter I got from uh, Meltzer, which um, do you know what? It's not it's not what not really in the same ballpark as as we gave it but my god i i'm i'm not going to argue with him when when it when it comes to that one um anything from what anything that what from what we've given up the way is probably fully deserved um fully deserved on uh, for this one um so moving on i think we'll, we'll, we'll you know we could be getting um something of even higher quality in this one um, as we have Jimmy Garvin and Black Bart taking on the Japanese team of Tiger Mask and Giant Baba. Um, I cannot wait to hear the comments on this one, Mr. Shifflet. Um, so we start off um, with uh, Pritchard reading off the events uh, which are coming up um, as Baba uh, comes in 
Um, I, very, very strange looking individual, which I think we did comment. Um, the which we did comment on on the last one. He's just very. He's, the, the whole the whole. It doesn't look as if he's like. It looks as if he's ready to. His body is just ready to give in at any point. He's just very gangly. Um, is the best way I, I can I can describe him. Uh, but thankfully, um, we uh, Tiger Mask um, starts off the match, um, which <clears throat> is let down uh, by the fact that Black Bart is the one that he's starting the match off for. Um, we have a uh, the, 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 they were attempting a a, a, a test of strength. Um, Tiger Mask then does some does some. Uh, some more high flying stuff um, and has a nice uh, sliding drop kick to the outside to send Garvin into the rails, um, which the crowd did like, <clears throat> to be fair. Jack <clears throat> um, Baba comes in and just absolutely uh, beats the ever loving piss out of Black Bart for a while. Um, he, does, he, he, he is quite a, a scary looking man when, when he's trying that. Um, Garvin then comes in but gets more of the gets more of the beat down treatment from Baba, um, including a pile driver. Very strange to see. Um Tiger Mask comes in, um, has the back drop to Bart, the heels then take over and work over Tiger Mask. Um Garvin gets a, a small package for the two. Um Tiger Mask does make the does um eventually get the get the tag to to, to giant Baba. Um who uh, is a bit clumsy, but eventually does manage to, to shoulder block uh, Garvin down. Um, Bart comes in, throws Baba into the ropes, uh, but um, gets, is, is only the recipient of another shoulder block from Baba um, and another shoulder block um, before he double chops Bart down. Uh, gives him the throat, uh, gives gives him a throat chop. Um, tags in Tiger Mask, um, who picks up Black Bar only to um, hit a top rope body press for a two count. Tiger Mask then tags back, uh, tags Giant Baba back into the match. Um, Baba throws Bar into the rope and a kick, and uh, just a kick to the chest for the three count. Um, it was that match was that match was was was, was a thing. Um, to me, it seemed a bit disjointed at times, but I, I, I don't know if that's just a, a case of um, Garvin and Bart aren't potentially used to working with with with, with guys of Giant Baba's stature, shall we say? Um, and certainly, Tiger Mask is, is completely completely different to a lot of things we see. The crowd were not happy that the Japanese team won, um, but it was it was fine. You know, it it was it was inoffensive stuff. Not the worst match we've we've seen so far. So, um, two stars from me, um, and I believe it is Scott. We start off with comments for this one. Well, it, you're right. It it was a match. Um, <laughs> Giant Baba um, looks like a created wrestler from the PS2 WWE games. Just he's so blocky. Like, that's the only way I can describe it. Um, Tiger Mask, that was my first time seeing him. I know he was, a lot of people say, like, like they loved his high-flying moves. Um, I guess that was okay in 1986. 2022 does not work the same. I will say when Baba gets in, he is chopping the hell out of some wrestlers. Um, 
but the the crowd did like Tiger Mask jumping up and you know getting everything. Uh, Jimmy almost killed Tiger Mask by dropping his throat first on the rope. I'm not sure if Tiger Mask was expecting that or it was just a hell of a sell. But either way, it looked hor- it looked really bad. Uh, Giant Baba also bitch slapped Black Bart like Black Bart owed him money. So I'm not sure if it was like just a language barrier thing when they were trying to call this. Um, but also Baba like wrestles like he's in underwater in slow motion. It's the weirdest thing. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't start and a half like this. It was more of a spectacle than anything. Uh, for seeing Baba and tiger mask up black Bart was okay. Garvin was just there as well. I thought it was a waste of Garvin with how he's been pushed with Wahoo. But, um, yeah, someone had to lose, and I guess it had to be these two guys. Yeah, I, I, I like the I like the description that that Baba is a, is like a catered wrestler, but he's certainly like a catered wrestler when you're messing about with the proportions of the man. So you give him very tiny legs, but a massive barrel chest, just to see what he looks like, um, and you get a bit of a monstrosity. Not saying you know, God rest his soul. Not saying he's a monstrosity, but he's a very strange, strangely proportioned man. Um, what what was Giant Baba? Um, Doctor G, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on this one? Well, I I, I don't know what to say. I I I, <laughs> I gave a star and a half, like Scott. I I didn't realize that Giant Gonzalez was around in the eighties because that's what Giant Baba. <laughs> heard so much about Giant Baba, Giant Baba. Well, he. I don't know if I maybe I'm just being critical. I just think he was horrendous. I thought his chops look look crappy. Um, he like you said, like Scott says, he looks like he's you know, uh, you know, underwater the way he's fighting. You know, like it was everything was like it was like slow motion to me uh, watching him. And um, you know, obviously Black Bart is who he is. He's you know, so you're not you know you're not obviously Bob is not going to enhance him. Um, Tiger Master's pretty good. He's another one that I've heard so much. Isn't they they say that Dynamite Kid patted himself after him, or they had some big matches in Japan at that time. I think it's big yeah. matches that they had. Yeah. So um, you know, I, I don't I don't know if he was just not working with the right people, and we didn't really get to see the full. Um, breath of what tiger mask could bring to a match but i just i mean i remember hearing so much about the legend of giant baba he was horrible i'm sorry i mean yes he is an awkwardly shaped person in terms of in the ring but i just i thought he slowed the match down i didn't think he brought much to it um so that's why i gave a star and a half again i probably gave a star and a half because you know tiger mask wasn't too bad and um, Garvin didn't do too much. I thought, like you said, Scott, I think it was a waste of his um, capabilities and the stuff that he's that um, that he was doing with Wahoo at this point. Um, but I'll, uh, yeah, star and a half. That's that's as good as I'm gonna go on that one. No, that's that's absolutely fair. So looking at the um, looking at, at some of the reviews on a uh, cage match for Tiger Mask, um, he has an average rating of eight point five one. Uh, 38 people uh, rated them 10 out of 10. Now, I think that might be for for more of his work as a promoter. Um, but looking at the first two the first two comments, um, Leon wrote in July of 2012, he's easily one of the most technical and scientific wrestlers of all time who stood six foot six or taller. Um, 
And then a year later, uh, Boris the Menace says, um, I don't think I ever enjoyed a match of Baba. To me, he always seemed clueless in the ring. Um, I think I know which, which side of the fence we are going to come down on. Um, and it's not with the first comment. Um I wonder if he's if his big thing was he was he was like he was like the Japanese Andre. He was you're never gonna really gonna get a five star classic out of him, but he's got a, he's got a presence. Um I, I think he's he's an attraction. Where one of the comments said that um all his best matches he was in or all the best matches he was involved in were tag matches because you couldn't trust him to put on a good singles match, which I could which I could understand. I can see why that's possibly the case. Definitely. Um but anyway, the the good thing is we get to see more Giant Baba um, as the tournament rolls oh, on. Right, so I know we're all we're all looking forward to that one. But the tournament the tournament does the tournament does roll on um, as we get um, Magnum T and Ronnie Garvin um, still with his hand taped up from the altercation with Tully um, previously against Rick Steiner and Buzz Sawyer. So. Um, Garvin, eh, Garvin, Garvin, eh, protecting the kayfabe there um, with, with with the hand taped up. Um, faces begin the match working over Buzz with some arm work, um, but he almost got hit. Eh, he almost got hit with a headshot to the nuts um, trying to do a leapfrog, um, which was which was um, could have been quite painful. Um, Steiner tags in, eh, but Garvin just chops the ever-loving shit out of him, um, which is always good to see. Um, the faces then work over Steiner's arm. Steiner eh, manages to get Magnum into his corner, and then the heels start to pummel down on on Magnum TA. Um, Buzz is in um, with a, an eye rake, eh, so four arms, and then um, we get some headlocks from the heel team. Um, Magnum runs uh, Rick into the turnbuckle to uh, break um, the, the latest headlock. Um, Buzz gets tagged in, has a nice suplex on Magnum. Uh, Magnum just keeps fighting away for the, the tag to Garvin. Um, Steiner misses a backdrop but gets kicked in the face, which allows Magnum the time to to tag in Garvin, who comes in, uh, like the proverbial house on fire, um, with chops and punches to, to both heels. He then tags Magnum back into the uh, back in. Uh, Steiner gets uh, gets whipped into the ropes um, and into a magnum uh, a magnum belly to belly for the three count. Um, nice finish, nice match. It went at a fair clip. It was only about five minutes long, um, which is which, which given some of the times and some of the other matches seems like it's a bit of a waste. Um, I think if they had longer, you, you, you might have got something. You might have got something really good. Um, but as it was, um, we only got we only got the five minutes. So um, middle of the road on this one, um, just based on just based on what we got, and not what could have been. Uh, probably between uh, I've got two and a half. I've got between two and a quarter and two and a half. But oh, I'm feeling generous. I'll go two and a half on this one. Um, so, Doctor G, what are your uh, what are your immediate thoughts on this one? Um, you know, I I'll tell you the truth. I um, I'm not a big Buzz Sawyer fan. I know that I, uh, Sean gives me a little little crap for that, but I, I I wasn't a bad match. I gave I gave it two and a quarter stars. Um, that's, that seems that seems fair. Yeah, I I like the finish actually. I kind of liked how it worked right into that uh, belly to belly, and that you know Rick Steiner was still pretty pretty green at that at this point. I'm 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 thinking I, um. 
he didn't really come into his own until he went and, you know, came to um, World Championship Wrestling or, you know, Crockett, the, the Crockett area. Um, so I thought, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, what's interesting is watching T.A. and Garvin as a team. You know, right? It's not like two contrasting styles a little bit, but um, they actually work pretty well together considering um, you know, that they just kind of a makeshift tag team. Um, so yeah, I, I, nothing offensive there. Just, you know, two and a quarter stars. I'll, I'll go. No, no, perfectly, perfectly fair. Can't disagree with anything there. Um, Scott, what are your thoughts? I, I enjoyed this. I, w- I went two stars just for how short it was. Um, I will say that, uh, that Ronnie, <laughs> um, was uh, trying to uh, shoulder block Rick Steiner a couple of times, and he was unable to. So he just bitch smacked Rick, which I thought was great. It shows how tough he is. Um, I, I was uh, shocked at how much Magnum was on uh, defense this whole time, as uh, Buzz and Rick double teamed him some. Um, and then Rick had Magnum in a headlock, but he was able to get out of it. And then Ronnie, he instead of Magnum being the hot tag, it was Ronnie that was the hot tag. And then he tags in Magnum for the win. Um, I, and they had a nice little double team move. They were they were showing their uh, chemistry as a tag team because I don't think they had tagged much before before um, the show. But uh, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I went two stars. I wish it was a little bit longer. No, absolutely. Um, I, no, I can't. I think I can't remember much of of I've seen um, Garvin and, and Magnum together unless they were together for the occasional six man. But they did work. They did work. Uh, did work well as a team, um, and uh, which is good for us because we will see them as, as uh, with that one we will see them later on in the tournament. Um, so moving on to the last um, the last match um, of the of of the um, second round. Um, uh, so everyone just uh, buckle in. We're, we're in for a we're in for a long one here. It's the Midnight Express against Sam Houston and Nelson Royal. Um, so, match begins. The heels work over um, Houston uh, immediately, tagging in and out to work over him. Um, Sam uh, gets a knee um, to Condry's head on a backdrop attempt and tags in Nelson. Um, Royal then fights off both heels. He gets an abdominal stretch onto onto Condry. Um, the ref is arguing with Houston about something, um, and Bobby comes off the top rope onto Nelson's back for the three count in a whopping one minute and twelve seconds um, for the World Tag Team Champions. Um, not a you know nothing nothing really to write home about. I've not even got a rating for it. It was it was that short. It was blinking you'll miss it stuff. Um, but the the uh, the, 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 uh, it just seems like it was a match that they've got this thrown together team who had their match in the first round will get them out immediately and it gives the it gives the uh, the Midnight Express a, a, an easy an easy win um, to, to to get them through to the next round so um, uh, yeah it is what it is it's a match that happened to basically tick a box to get somebody through to the next round um, Scott do you have any comments whatsoever on this one? I just feel Midnight Express was wasted. I, I gave a quarter of a star. Um, yeah, this this was a nothing match. 
Like, there was an axe hand over Royal's back, and that was it. Like, this is what I was talking about. There's, like, the Survivor Series endings. It's like, really? Uh, Nelson Royal couldn't take their special, like, their finisher? It Just absurd. A waste of Midnight Express. I would be pissed if I was there. All 2,000 of them. <laughs> it, well, at least they're going to get, if, if, if any of them have bought, um, bought a ticket to the evening one, um, they'll, they'll get to see them again. But uh, imagine you only bought a ticket to the afternoon show because you were working or something at night, and you only got to see the Midnight Express for a minute. You'd be absolutely furious. Um, Doctor G, do you have do you have anything on on um, this five star classic? To be honest with you, I blinked and it was over. I, I can't. I can't really give it a rating. I mean, I don't know. I can't say it's a bad match, but I can't say it's a good match. So I guess you just kind of, I'm going to say no rating at all for that one. Yeah. No, don't blame me. I've, I've not, I've not got, I've, I've not got a rating for it either. Um, but um, ever the professionals, ever the completionists, we do um, cover it for you. We do let you know that it did happen. Um, as the as the Midnight Express move on to the next round of the of the Crockett Cup, um, which we will discuss in our next episode because after um, that that Broadway um, that the Midnight Express and and um, Nelson Royal and Sam Houston uh, went, um, you know Ric Flair might call himself the sixty the sixty minute man, uh, Nelson Royal was the sixty second man, and that's probably uh, probably for a good thing. Um, so we will we'll take a pause there. Um, from the Crockett Cup and we'll, we'll pick that up in a couple of weeks time on the next episode um, but fear not as we are heading straight to uh, Wrestle Rock 86 which happened the day later I believe it was in the it was in the um, the Met uh, the, the Met is it the Metrodome in Minneapolis was it the Metrodome yes, yes. Um, so Wrestle Rock 86 as we said in the last one was uh, the day after um, we have a match between uh, two teams who were not um, in the in the cup this year um, for the AWA Tag Team World Tag Team Champions. It's the Long Riders against two guys um, who you might have heard of, Scott Hall and Kurt Hennig. Um, so uh, Hall and Hennig uh, cut a promo on the the Long Riders telling them that the time for talking is over um, and the Long Riders come out uh, uh, on motorcycles with um, Born to be Wild blazing through the blazing through the tannoy system and the crowd is going absolutely insane um, not the type of entrance you would see you, you, you would tend to think you would see from the uh, from the AWA, but the, I think they were going all out in this one. I believe this is the this is the show that they also tried to get Prince to perform at, um, which is why it's which is why it's at the it's at such a big a big arena. Um, Prince had a prior engagement, um, probably didn't want to to be seen associating himself with the AWA the, in 1986. The, pri- the prior engagement was literally anything else. Yeah, it was Vern Gagne phoned him up and says, "Do you want to perform?" Do you want to perform at Wrestle Rock? He goes WrestleMania. He goes no Wrestle Rock. He goes no fuck that. He would have performed at WrestleMania if Vince had given him anything that's not the AWA. Um, <laughs> Hall and Hennig come out with, with with no real entrance compared to to, to what um, came before. Um, we have previously watched the Long Riders, uh, and and during the uh, during the the um, the, the, the time that we were caught blocked. Um, during the, the, the transition of 2021 in matches with with the Road Warriors, um, 
Scott Hall is before the match is presented with a trophy for being the most popular wrestler. Um, so congratulations to Scott Hall back in April of 1986. Um, our commentary team for this one uh, is the the um, dynamic duo of Larry Nelson and Ron Trongard. Um, so uh, this has been um, the, the build up to this one. Um, has has started when um, Kurt Henning suffered a, a throat injury because of the Long Riders, and we all know how um, Sean, if you're listening, we all know how you're such a big fan of throat injuries starting um, the the big uh, the, the run up to, to big matches. Um, so Bill Arman is very vocal um, as uh, as Hog Irwin is starting out against uh, Scott Hall. Um, Hall is grinding uh, in a headlock and then Kurt comes in and does the same um, following a tag. Um, Scott then tags in Bill and um, is immediately met with a, with a Hennig dropkick and headlock. Um, as someone named George Latimer is recognised in the crowd who is... Um, I'm, after some research, I found he's a, a democratic politician and not the father of Tom Latimer, current ANWA superstar. Um, Hall's tagged in uh, with more headlocks and then works over the arm. Um, they're really playing into the to, to the to the crowd that they've got here. Um, there's a tag that, that, that Bill doesn't notice to cut um, and is then met with a drop kick for his troubles for a two count. Um, Kurt and, and Bill are when then just get themselves into a, a nice slugfest. Um, there, there's more head, there is more headlocks after that. Both men um, miss uh, elbows on each other, um, and then we go back into a, another headlock, um, which uh, Bill tries to to roll over to get a pin um, three times. Uh, in succession, pulling tights, but it uh, doesn't manage to get uh, the three count on any of them. Uh, Bill drops down and we get a crisscross spot where uh, Kurt um, lies next, uh, just lays next to him, um, and then is forced. Uh, Bill is forced out of the ring. The crowd um, are going absolutely nuts um, for Kurt. Um, there's a test of strength. Uh, Hennig forces Bill into the ropes um, and does a monkey flip while he's still holding Bill with both his hands and rolls over on top of him for two, um, which we thought was nicely done. Um, Bill finally gets a knee and a tag to Hawk, uh, who comes in and slams Kurt. Bill immediately tags back in and absolutely kills Hennig with a clothesline that uh, flips him up into the air. Um, and uh, even in even in 1986, Kurt Hennig could sell like a mofo. Um, uh, almost perfect selling, if you ask me. Poster effect. Heels then work over uh, Kurt Hennig some more. Um, Bill misses a, a second rope splash, um, and Kurt finally gets the tag into to Hall. Um, Hall comes in, slams Bill, beats up Hogg, um, and, a, and a, a, a noggin knocker to both of them. Tags Henning back in, um, who throws Bill, uh, Bill into the ropes, and Kurt hits a, an absolutely spectacular drop kick, um, right on the money, um, and all four are, uh, it's all broken down with all four in the ring. Um, Bill then throws Kurt over the top rope, um, but he walks into a, a slam from Scott Hall. Um, Hogg then throws Hall out of the ring. It's all happening here, um, and goes after him. Kurt Clay is. Uh, back to the ring, he's climbing up the top rope and hits a, a, a top rope drop kick on Bill Irwin for the three count. 
So it was all happening at the end there. Um, Hawk comes back in and uh, clocks Kurt um, with a motorcycle boot and then hits Hall. Um, after the match, the faces cut a promo on being hit with boots, uh, with the boots. Um, it had its slow spots. There was a lot of headlocks, um, but the crowd uh, were absolutely, um, the crowd were absolutely loving it. Um, Kurt uh, Henning looked like an absolute uh, star in this one. Bill Irwin um, had his had his uh, had his uh, good points too. Um, yeah, it was just um, it was it was it had some some good stuff in it. Um, Two point seven five for me, um, which was which was um, I, I feel was I feel was deserved um, and very uh, wasn't expecting I would be given um, be given this match a, a rating like that because I didn't know what to didn't know what to think of that one. Um, but when we started, so um, I think I. I've lost track. I think it's Dr. G um, I'm going to first for the comments on this one. Yep, so um, I'll tell you the truth. I kind of remember this this show a little bit because I've seen it a few times. Uh, I couldn't believe, you know, you, you, when you see uh, uh, Scott Hall talk and you, like, see him, like, with the mustache, you know, the Magnum P.I. look. And with that, but the, the, the that voice where you want to hear Razor Ramon come out, or you want to hear, uh, you know, the Scott Hall of the NWO, it's really weird. Um, but uh, in terms of the match, uh, you know, I I, mean, I remember Scott Hall and Kurt Henning being a, a tag team together, and they, you know, they were they were pretty decent. And I didn't know what to expect either um, with this match. Um, so I gave two and a half stars. I enjoyed it. It, it kept it, you know kept my interest. I wasn't looking at my phone or doing something else while I was watching it. So, like I said, that if it does that, that means it has my attention. So, um, yeah, I just thought the 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 back and forth. Um, honestly, on paper, I thought that Hall and Henning would have won pretty easily, but um, but it wound up being a better match than I expected. So, um, and the crowd was really hot for it too. That was a uh, it was weird uh, how the, they set everything up in the, you know, the Metrodome. Um, I'm not sure how many they had there. They probably had maybe like twenty five, thirty thousand there, if that. But um, but yeah, I, I thought I I was pleasantly surprised. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm I, I, I'm feeling exactly the same way. I wasn't a I don't know what I was expecting before, but I wasn't I wasn't expecting what what we got. So yeah, pleasantly surprised. Um, Scott, do you want to, to to round us out for the episode with uh, with your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I uh, I, I really like this match. Um, little note: this is like one of Scott Irwin's last matches before he passed away of a brain tumor. Um, mm-hmm. So I did some did some research mm-hmm. to see what they did before. I, kn- I know the other Irwin becomes the goon, Wild, Wild Bill. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I was just wondering like what happened, but I thought it was very cool. They had a uh, the entrance they had, they kind of felt like a little Road Warrior-esque. I know we had seen them battle the Road Warriors when they came out on their motorcycles. Um, you know, and it starts off hot. Um, I was I was shocked that Scott Hall won most popular and they had the trophy out there and, and the trophy did not come into play at all. I thought that was like obvious foreshadowing yeah, that we were going to have. I would have mentioned that. Yeah, that was, that's a good point. Um, and Henning, like you guys said, is just 
bumping like crazy. I was shocked at, at the start how little offense the long riders actually got. I thought that was going to set up for them to get like the surprise win with um, you know Hall and Henning taking most of the match at first. Um, but it, I just loved it. And like like you said, Calum, the missile drop, Kurt's missile drop kick was awesome. And then the Irwins even get their heat back after the match. They're beating the hell out of the champs. I gave was three stars. I was pleasantly shocked at how good it was. Nice. We're all around the same amount with yeah. the match tonight, I have to say. We're all with half a star, a quarter star of each other. Yeah, that's that, yeah. that's a shocker. I think it's because Sean's not here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, no, yeah, uh, you're, you're absolutely right, and it's... Um, yeah, I've I've got the same note. So this is that this is Scott Irwin's last last match. I think they they found the they found his tumor about a week later, a week or so later. So this this was it, and, and un, un, obviously unfortunate because it, it, it um, ended up um, ended up going the, the, the way it did for him, just um, which is tragic. But um, that this match sort of that this feud had had some legs on it, so um, yeah, un, un, unfortunate all round. But certainly for certainly for Scott, who would um, it would just he, he would retire once once he found that, and then unfortunately pass away on that one. But um, yes, what a way to go out! If you, if you're going to choose to have your last match, you might as well choose uh, make sure it's a banger. Um, so that is that is it for for this episode, um, gents. Um, Coming up in, in the next one, um, we have got um, obviously the, the, the conclusion of the Crockett Cup um, all the way through to the final, and we will uh, revisit um, Wrestle Rock '86 for for our, uh, another couple of another couple of uh, matches from there um, in a couple of weeks' time. That'll be on episode 42. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Scott, uh, tell the the wonderful people. Um, out in podcast land what you've got coming up in between them yeah you guys can uh check out pop goes to the basement we're currently reviewing um sorry pop goes to the couch we're currently reviewing moon Knight. Uh, we're doing a great time with that um i can be uh, just check out all the pods here there there's so much everyone's just knocking out of the park recently well they have been you know forever but uh, i can be found on twitter at scott underscore shiflet excellent uh dr g same to you well, you know, uh, every uh, Saturday morning uh, at 9 a.m., the NWA Saturday special drops uh, with my uh, co-host, the podfather himself, Scott Criscolo. We break down the uh, the new NWA or the current NWA, if you want to call it that. And uh, things are heating up, and we just got some announcement of a new pay-per-view uh, recently uh, that will take place in Knoxville. So there's, there's a lot of great stuff going on. So, you know, make sure to keep listening every week. We'll uh, keep you updated. And. I could be reached on Twitter at at Dr. G P T B. Wonderful. Um, for myself, um, the uh, you'll hear one more episode of, um, or you may have already heard one last episode of the special relations for the time being, um, as Mr. McNamara goes off to do some um, some life things, um. We will have something to, to to plug the gap, but it just won't be with the podcast legend. It will be um will be conspicuous by his absence on that one. We we look forward to having him back. We will be back, um, so don't worry about that. Um, 
also one of the uh, talking heads on a uh, PTB and pedestal. Uh, the last episode, um, as you're listening to this, was myself, Logan, and Ben talking through um, the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon ladder match from WrestleMania 10. Um, and if you've heard the episode that uh, myself and Logan were part of with a previous Shawn Michaels match, I think you might understand where this one is going to end up. Um, and I just want to say thanks to everyone who was involved and the uh, came along to, to watch us and listen along with the WrestleMania weekend of um, Twitch feeds and, and, and YouTube feeds. It was greatly appreciated. We had a, an excellent weekend um, of of content came out and then for a couple of weeks after that. Um, Chef, you were mentioned in, in one of the highlights. Uh, so as much as you were, you weren't with us there, uh, you were with us in spirit. Thank um, you. So if you could follow those uh, those channels, it is uh, twitch.tv forward slash place to be nation, PTBN, uh, place to be nation, all one word on YouTube, PTBN live on Facebook and at PTBN YouTube on Twitter. Um, and it would be greatly appreciated. Um, well, thank you very much, gents. Um, it has been, it's been another another wonderful episode um, of Crock and Roll. Um We'll be back with you in a couple of weeks' time for part seven, um, sorry, part six of um, of April, uh, part six of seven of April. So we'll round off the Crockett Cup in a couple of weeks' time, and then we'll round off um, the the month of April after uh, three and a half months of us of us doing it, um, and uh, the, the episode after that, um, we might finally go into May before the summer comes along, gents, um, which would be nice, um, but. Until then, um, thank you very much, uh, everyone, for, for taking the time to listen, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah.